One, two, a one, two, three, four. What's going on, halftimers? Welcome back to another episode of the Halftime Speech. Oh, yeah. My name is Krishna. And I'm Mingu. And on this episode, you'll be getting personal with us. So before we get started, we really wanted to take this time to say thank you for all the support and feedback that we've been getting over the past couple of weeks. We've been really overwhelmed with, in a good way, with all the responses that we've gotten from friends to family to people that we haven't talked to in literally years, which was really, it was encouraging uh, more than anything. So yeah. thanks for all your patience and it sticking with us. us. Yeah, it really does. And any feedback helps. Yeah, any feedback. It can be anything from leaving a comment on Instagram, leaving a voice message on her phones <laughs> hey if you have an email address use it email us um what else i think that's enough <laughs> no, no, there's no, okay that's enough that's enough for now but you know that to say please please actually no there's one more write us reviews that actually helps a lot guys we got this one really weird review on itunes from this guy if you haven't l looked at it checked it out Please do so. Like, that actually helped us. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> but you we might... Can't, we can't be laughing. I think I hear in your voice. <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you haven't checked it out, there is a review on iTunes on our... Um, the halftime speech podcast channel um <laughs> like honestly really go check that review out write us a review like that or you know whatever let, that's in your mind um we're open to all of it it helps and that's the only way we get better okay and please subscribe or don't but please do but yeah. anyways what you were saying earlier krishna yeah so from all the feedback we got uh, one reoccurring theme or something that we kept hearing from a lot of people was that they wish that they could have gotten to know us mm -hmm. individually better. Yeah. So we thought we would take this episode to dive deeper into our own lives. Yeah. And we'll talk about our past, things that we're going through now, and even, you know, future and where we see ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really good because some of them will be lighter topics and then We'll definitely dive deeper and get more vulnerable. Yeah. So you'll really get to know the real me and the real me. It was really, really scary to make this episode because for me, like personally, I'm not a very open person. And for this to be just like out there to the world, I was pretty nervous leading up to it, um, right. even till now. And I know for you too, like you're kind of like similar like to me. Yeah, me. Uh, I definitely... I think my close friends know me. Yeah, exactly. But not many other people. Yeah. And when I say me, it's just people think, oh, he's a guy who plays basketball yeah. or something like that. But um, definitely this episode is more like two best friends having a deep talk yeah. about their life. Yeah. So it's basically a third person perspective. You get to sit at the table with us and just listen to us. Yeah. Um, it's crazy so, like in class I'm like the quiet kid I like never say anything well if I go to class um, 
Honestly, but good. Th- hey, I still graduated. I did. Go dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, more than anything, we'll just start by just addressing this one thing that I personally always, always wanted to talk about, which is my name. For us, we don't have the most common name, especially like like living here. Obviously, you know, I always had this super uncomfortable feeling and like fear. Whenever, like first day of class, whenever we had like substitutes, when I, whenever we, I had to uh, introduce myself to to anyone really and say, hey, uh, my name is Mingu. I don't think I could, nine times out of 10, they'd be like, uh, what? Or like, can you repeat that? Or like, for the longest time, it was kind of, it was like a sensitive thing for me. But more now, I think, because, I don't know, I think it's because I'm growing up. It doesn't matter as much. But man, when I was a kid, I used to be like, uh, you know, you get that feeling in your stomach, like you're, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. And like, it, it sucked. Yeah, I hated the first day of school. Uh, that was the day that everyone, the teachers would call out roll and I would get to the L, like, wait, wait I thought L was, L was after K. That's embarrassing. I would get to the K's and I would go, oh no, here it goes. And they'd be like, Krishan? Krishan? I'm like, no, no, Krishan, no. how can you, okay, how can you? How I would be so surprised. Krishan? I've gotten some bad things, man. But, yeah, I've gotten um, Minju, Ming, <laughs> some weird ones. Your, your name's not hard. No, it is though. Yeah. I, I know it's not, but it is to some people and yeah. it sucked. So what what other challenges did you have with your name though? Was there anything outside of school, you know, when it, that you just hated? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it basically, it was my identity, right? And that's us being like minorities and it can be really tough. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, obviously if you're not a minority, Whatever the case may be, living in a culture where something like your name can kind of give that preemptive judgment mm-hmm. on someone's mind, like uh, I'm, he might not be as like American. Right. It was tough. Honestly, it ranged from any aspect. Even growing up, I think whether I was playing sports or I was uh, trying to go talk to a girl I had a crush on in my class. You know, like, if I had a simple name like Billy, I'd be, like, so confident, you know? Like, yeah, yeah hey, my name's Billy. What's your name? But you that'd be like... any Billys out there. <laughs> I, I love, love Billys. You. Blue Power Ranger. And I just had to be like, hey, my name is Mingu. <laughs> like, oh, man. It sounded like I was already feeling, like, judged. Yeah. And, and I don't blame them because, yeah, what the hell like my name is Mingu <laughs> but I love my name now I really do I'm proud of it thanks you should mom be. I should know it was my grandpa but still no it was it's a different story for another day yeah but then like for you like because you grew up playing sports and mm-hmm. yeah sports was tough because I think well I remember I incurred a lot of racism even when I was what 12 11 years old mm-hmm. um you would hear people say slurs under their mouth mm-hmm. whenever I'd be playing or like guarding them. And it traveled all the way up until what I was in high school and even opposing schools yeah. would, you know, chant my name and then they would say something to me, especially when I was warming up. Yeah. And I always, I never responded to it. Yeah. I always was thinking that I had to be the bigger person. You're which... so good at that too. <laughs> You really are. But 
these are all just lessons that I learned that I had to just be, like I said, be the bigger person. Yeah. So I learned a lot from that too. I learned, actually, I don't know if I didn't learn anything from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like, yeah, it sucked because like for me at least, like too, when I played basketball, I was always Jeremy Lin on the court. But I tried to play like Paul George and like Kawhi Leonard. Call me like a black dude, you know, like a black player, please. But then I always got, I don't even play like Jeremy Lin. I don't even like, no, I love Jeremy Lin. He's, at least for me, like I had a race that people get compared to, but you. <laughs> who did I get? Well, who did my you get? Who did you get? player uh, is Manu Ginobili, but um, <laughs> there's no Indian basketball player yeah. in the NBA. So that is a big name. Yeah. So I even, I realize that even now that I'm in college and I step on the court just to play regular pickup ball, I always get overlooked if people haven't, you know, if I don't know the people already playing there, yeah. if I haven't played with them before. And I always feel, and I've felt this my whole life, that I have to prove myself so much harder than other people yeah. when it comes to sports. Yeah. That I have to work 10 times harder just to get them to notice me because I'm an undersized little Indian kid. Yeah. Um, but I also love it because yeah. it pushes me. And I love the expressions on people's faces yeah, when I've seen I impress it too. them and, or something. And then they're like, oh, what the heck? It never gets old. Um, and I also love when they get mad and they mm. get angry or they're like, oh, like he beat me or yeah. something. And it's just a great thing. And guys, it feels good to be the underdog. Keep in mind, like for me at least, it was kind of easier because I never played like varsity. I, was, I sucked. But Krishna played varsity and to be in that kind of environment around high school kids, high school kids are so mean. And they say, like, really mean things. I'm sure being in that, like, tough environment as a minority, I'm sure you got all crap ton of criticism and slurs, like you said. What, what's, like, the worst one you think you've heard? Is there one that you kind of think you think? That stuck out to me that yeah. I remembered? Yeah. Um, there's a scenario. Okay, okay. Uh, I, love I won't scenarios. even say the high school, but we went and played at opposing school's high school, mm. and always in high school, the girls play before the guys. Right, and at right. the end of the girls' game, the opposing team had just their fans all lined up, Yeah. and the buzzer is sounding for the girls' game, and all of a sudden I hear people chanting my name, Chris, mm. yeah. Krishna, and this has never happened before, and I don't even know anyone at this school. Yeah. Like, how do you even know my name? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they have a big whiteboard, and they wrote, do you want some curry on it? Wow. And this is in front of all their parents. This is in front yeah. of all our parents, the whole, our whole Frank like group. And I just sat there. I kind of laughed it off, because yeah. I thought it was pretty funny, but my teammates were like, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. And that's just something that I just kind of brushed off. Because once you're in the game, once I'm like focused, there's yeah. really nothing that's dra- distracting me. I don't let any of that get to me. So, but that's just like the most ignorant is the word that yeah. come, comes to mind. That's the most ignorant, I guess, situation that I've yeah. been in personally. Did but, you play well at least? No, nah, I think we lost. Uh, it's all right though, you know. Yeah. No, wait, we won. No, you guys, oh yeah. Wait, Please tell me you won. No, no, we actually did win. No, no, we yes. won that game. Yes. Yes, and then won. you had a casual like 25, 11, no, then more I, like 18. I, I think I had like, like probably like probably 10. 10. I'll say 10. Yeah, points, okay, I'll give you, know? you, yeah, 10's okay. Something around there. That's good. Yeah. What grade were you? Junior? I was a senior. Senior. Good. <laughs> Are you like this? No, that's so good. Dude, I didn't even, I said, dude, don't even. You play <laughs> varsity. That's I mean, amazing. a lot of people play varsity though. I didn't. <laughs>
right, on to the next question. Oh, uh, no, yeah. I all mean, right. like, all that, yeah, growing up, it, like, as a minority, guys, it's hard. And so if you are a minority, embrace it. It's honestly amazing. If you're not a minority, that's amazing, too. Just don't be ignorant. Right, but. that's the best way to put it. Now, from from those past experiences, I think both you and I have learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. But let me ask you, what is the most valuable lesson you've learned so far in 2018? This year? This year. Yeah. So for me, it was in November. So, okay. It wasn't exactly 2018, but, you know, it was towards the end of 2017. Um, I, was, I wasn't doing anything with my life. I basically... Okay, well, no, I won't even get into it. But yeah, it was pretty messy. And so for um, a long time, uh, for what, three months, I think I spent the first like December and January in bed at home. And I was kind of just waiting. I was like, you know, I think something will happen. I'll just end up doing like a job or get, finding a job. Uh, it hit me towards the end of, I went, well, no, towards like the mid, uh, middle of February. And I was realizing, man, I... I'm not doing anything, but this isn't the way I should be living my life right now. I'm in my 20s. It's not my prime. I'm going to hit my prime when I'm like 30, 32. So this is like pre-prime. But anyways, like I, more than anything, I realized like I need to stop feeling sorry for myself. I was sitting in my room and laying in bed and every day I'd just be like, why, why am I not getting an opportunity? Why am I... You know, I'm sure you felt like this too sometimes, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Like, yeah. um, they'll they'll go through class or they'll think their lives are so boring or, you know, whatever. But for me, at least, like, I was like, you know, op- opportunities, like, they, they can be there, but they won't be unless you make yourself available to be. So it's honestly okay when things hit the fan, but it's really important that you don't stay in that state because you're going to get... I at least was like lazy. I was just like not doing anything. I didn't work out. I didn't, I wasn't productive or anything, but then I changed my life. <laughs> no, that sounds so dramatic, but I, <laughs> no, true. no, true. yeah, I, I like, I, my sister got me a computer. I learned how to do Photoshop, Illustrator, um, and all, all that. I suck, but I got better. So go research, go interview, like learn something. And if it's not, working just for me i kept telling myself stay patient but keep working you know because something hopefully it'll it'll happen you can't allow yourself to fail more than anything as long as you're working like i think opportunities will be there yeah but i think also though failure is a part of the process that's true because i think failure does teach you what is working what's not working yeah maybe how to redirect your efforts but I mean, the fact that you're teaching, that you taught yourself all those things. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you, what motive, like, what got you out of the bed, though? Was it just that I'm tired, I'm done with this? Or was it, did you have this idea for the podcast and you kind of just ran with it? Or, you know, what was that turning point for you? Yeah, and so as great as this podcast and this experience and everything that I've learned has been for my family, like, it, it sucked having them see me 
in that state you know because i know like my mom at least like she didn't want to see her son basically suffer he's so young and he can be doing so many things yet here he is he has so much potential and all that and this is something like i talked to with my mom about and that's kind of like that was a turning point for me you know i was like i really gotta not even for myself but for my family make that really drastic change mm-hmm. and where what was like your experience with that if you've ever had one where you were like i this sucks in my life and i just kind of want to get out of this zone i'm actually feeling that way right now some things aren't working out the way that I want to. And I, I find myself unhappy at times. Mm-hmm. But through that, my most valuable lesson, if I had to answer that back, would be that I'm learning that when you aren't happy with life and you want things to be different, you have to change first. It's not about other people. It's not about where you are or it's not about what's happened in the past. I think it's really about about what you're choosing to focus on right now. And I even caught myself blaming others um, and to say, I'm not happy because of you or I'm not happy because of where I am or if I was there, I would be happy. The if and then I think is such a easy thing to get caught up and say, if then that equals happiness. Mm -hmm. But that's literally just shifting your responsibility to things and people who don't it's shifting your responsibility of how you feel to someone else or something else. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's actually really selfish. Yeah. It's saying, I want you to be like this. Mm. I need things to be like this in order for me to be happy. Mm. And so the biggest thing for me right now is just to take ownership of my own happiness. Mm. And that's just, that's been a process for me this whole year. And I think I'm on the right path and I'm, have my ups and downs but i think that's gonna help shape me into a better person and no that's really good that you say that because i feel like that's something a lot of people can resonate with but how do you think that you've personally changed after knowing that and now the transition you're going through yeah i think it's the mentality of telling yourself every day it's baby steps Mm -hmm. you're not gonna wake up one day and everything is gonna be perfect And it's a hard concept to grasp, you know, when you're just thinking about it. Because there's days where you're like, oh, I'm doing really good, I'm really good, I'm really good. And then that bad day kind of sinks in and you feel like, oh my gosh, everything for the past five days that I've been doing great is all negated because that one day. But it's just more of just realizing that you kind of have to accept just the days that are tough and just power through. But just like I said, I think it's just the fact that it's a process and that I know that I'm making, I'm doing everything in my efforts at least to at least be the best version of myself and correct these things that I'm seeing. So I think I just have to be thankful for that. Yeah. And thankful that I'm at least aware and learning. And I feel like that's kind of been your struggle. And I feel like from what I've seen and the personal experiences that i've been through this community i thought i was the only one but especially koreans and like asians like they have a very uh hard if at all like even existing a relationship with their fathers and i feel like that's something that hits home for a lot of us just because we tend to blame so much on the fact that we grew up without a dad So the difference between you and me, you know, like you've always had that relationship and you and your dad are so close. Me, I haven't even, I saw my dad for the first time 
Last summer when I went to Korea, after I think it was 15 years, like literally no contact or anything, and I see him and it was almost like surreal. And for the longest time, you know, it's hard growing up. It's sad because I grew up thinking like, ah, oh, you know, I'm probably the only one going through this. I don't have a dad and I, I'm the way I am because of him and because he was a certain way and now I'm going to grow up to be like him. But more than anything, I realized two things. One is that I am not the only one going through that. I know so many people who have such a distant um, and like I said, or a non-existing relationship with their dads. And I don't know why that is. Two, it's something that we tend to blame so many of our faults and we're not good enough. And we lack so many things because of the lack of our dads, you know, in mm -hmm. our lives. And it's it's important to say because for me, it, I knew that for after seeing him, I was like, you know, I could have been like, why didn't you even contact me or anything for the past like however, however many years? But I chose to be like, you know what? He had his own reasons. I'm sure he has his life. And if he wanted to, I'm sure he would have. But even if he didn't, then, you know, whatever. Like, what is crying about it going to do? Or like, and that's not to say like, you know, it sucks. You know, like it really does suck. But you can't let that define you. And that be the way that you choose to be you are so much better than that like i am so much better than that and i can choose a new path i don't have to blame everything on the fact that my dad wasn't around it just and i'm glad almost that it happened like this because my life could have been really different if he was around you know like would we even be here right now doing this podcast i don't know but i think one thing led to another to another and it really all i'm all that to say, I'm glad it turned out to be the way it has so far. Wow, that that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I really hope that if you are listening and this is something that you can relate to, just know that you're not alone. Also want to touch on kind of the other side too i have a great relationship with my dad mm -hmm. we talk almost every day mm -hmm. but i think there was a point in time for myself as well where i resented him for a long time because mm -hmm. i think that i i thought he was always wanting for me to be a certain way to do things a certain way yeah. and when in reality it was just his way of showing his love mm -hmm. saying like hey i want the best for you i want you know, I want to push you. And I always interpret it as like, oh, you want to control me. Yeah. And it took me a lot of maturity and just a lot of time to just sit back and think that this, this man is doing everything that he can to yeah. get me the best education, give me the best home, the best family, the mm -hmm. best support system, the best everything for me to yeah. see. And these are all the things that I think we all overlook. Like, we overlook. And the fact that our, a lot of our parents are immigrants. Yeah. So the things that they're giving us, they didn't even have. And so yeah. you don't even think about that. And so for the, like I said, the longest time I thought he just wants me a certain way like this, 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 but it's just their way of showing love. So I just want to hit on that other yeah. side that I think a lot of people think that their parents are always trying to do this, do this, do mm. this, but you got to kind of stay 
step back and look yeah. at it from their perspective that they just want the best for you. Yeah. And if they're giving you everything you want and everything, you're never gonna actually learn. Yeah. You're never gonna exactly. Learn, you know. And the thing that helped me was having a an older sibling. We're the younger siblings, and I feel like the way older siblings are, we'll never know the sacrifice that they went through, the amount of however they much or they did to protect us from seeing family problems, shielding us from just everything. Yeah, and we yeah. always grew up wanting to be them. And then you grow up, and you're like, this is like they're so lame. But um, man, props to all the older siblings. Mm, I don't know if that's <laughs> Dude, your brother's so good looking. Stop. <laughs> Niraj, I love you. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Honestly, though, I gotta say, being the younger sibling is cooler. They have better went... genetics, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they went through the awkward stage, so they, they're awkward. And then we were, like, growing up, and we're like, okay, yeah, we can't be like that. So we're just automatically the cooler sibling. Yeah. And if you're not, if you don't have siblings, just... Be an older brother or sister to younger ones. You have no idea how much they look up to you. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like we touched on a lot of sensitive things, but... should lighten up just a yeah, little, 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 just a little bit. bit, so... Yeah, let me ask you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years? Well, one, I hope to be an amazing husband and father to three kids, two dogs, two cats... Uh, just a solid, like not too big of a house. Um, ranch house is fine. Um, a backyard. I want a driveway uh, with a basketball hoop. I, w I used to want daughter, daughter, son, but I think now I want son, son, daughter. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I want to be on Ellen because Ellen is, is, she's honestly amazing. She's my celebrity crush, to be honest. I'm not really just saying that. I really do love Ellen. I want to be on her show. That's like the dream for me. I want to be there in 10 years or less. I love years, Ellen. So no, so the biggest thing in 10 years <laughs> is to be on Ellen. Do you want to be on it or do you want to no, be I wanna, in stand? I want to be on Ellen. I want to come out and then I want to shake hands with her and I want to hug her. And I wanted to ask me all these questions, and <laughs> hopefully our whole podcast can go. You know, our whole team. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. You know, hopefully the this podcast will still be around by then. Um, and Krishna will still be with me around then as well in 10 years. Um, mm. <laughs> no, he will. Don't worry, guys. And, okay, you 10 years. My 10 years. I, I got a vision. I'm going to be real. I want to start a dog cafe. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's because you're so real about this. We've had so many discussions about this. Okay. Guys, one time, you should have seen it. After we talked about it, um, Krishna followed so many dog cafe Instagrams. That's it. Anyway, like that that's actually my dream goal, my dream job. And so basically, it's a cafe, but also there's just going to be dogs. There's a lot of cat cafes and different animal cafes you see. Yes. But dogs are definitely harder because they take, I think, 
you need more care for them and more people. Uh, and how do do you how do you find the dogs? They find us. Oh. It's kind of like a love story, right? <laughs> but no, the way you find the dogs it's, is it's well the way I envision it is uh, it's all about the cafe is all about the dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's you partner up with the local shelter. And that way you raise awareness for the dogs that need homes. And you can actually, the way I thought of it, was that you could maybe change up your menu and your drinks based on dogs that uh, maybe need the most awareness. So, so like an actual cafe. Oh, it's an actual cafe. So uh, people can study there. So I was always thinking one oh, section would be more dedicated to studying if you want to. And another section of the cafe is more if you want to pet the dog. So basically that? when you're oh. taking a break from you know, studying or something, yeah. you're tired, you're stressed out, you have finals, you got whatever, you walk, you can literally walk to the other side of the cafe and you have the best stress relievers in the world. So, is there going to be like a playground or anything like that? You there'll be a little play. yard in the back. A little yard, okay. You know, um, there's also going to be an office in the back because at the end of the day, this is about the dogs mm-hmm. and we want them to get adopted. Yes. So, and you can adopt dogs here too. Yes, you can adopt. They're partnering through the shelter. So right, there's going to be right, representatives right. with the shelter mm-hmm. that are going to be there. And so, and also every time they get adopted, I already saw there's going to be like a forever, forever ah, home. Like yeah, a wall. Like a and you get your picture up there, you know, pretty much. And you yeah. see all the dogs. So basically, it encompass the whole place just in its environment mm-hmm. where you're just, you walk in, you're surrounded by dogs, you see people who have adopted dogs. You see how the menu is mm-hmm. centered around dogs. Just That's to raise, so sweet. You know, so I think it's just a happy environment. And one thing I thought about is that you're only going to get people coming in who love dogs. You're not going to people yeah. like, I hate dogs. I have to come. There may be a few who have to come because maybe they're significant. No, they love dogs or not. <laughs> no, they're not allowed. Right? <laughs> but even people who work there, it's, it's going to be an environment. People who mm-hmm. just, you know, want the best for them. Yeah. And want to give them the best home. And I think... You know, seeing your, the dogs happy every day. And it allows people to come in, you know, get work done, but also create a bond with the dog. If they come in four or five days, yeah. see the same dog, it actually, they get to see the dog. You know what's going to be sad, though? You, once you, like, cr- uh, create that bond with that dog, and then that dog gets a dog. Oh, well, no, that, that's a happy ending. It, it can, you know, at the end of the day, it's that I, we've, I've thought of that, and I thought that might be really oh. sad if someone came in for three Sporky. days. Sporky! Yeah. Balto. Balto? <laughs> anyway, you know, at the end of the day, the people who are coming want to see the dogs have a good home. Yeah, that's true. And so, I mean, that I is see that. my dream job. You know, I would love to have, in 10 years also, a wife and a family. <laughs> I want three kids. Literally, I want a boy, boy, girl, just like you, in oh. that order, oh. exactly like that. But I also want my spouse to love dogs yes. and work with me. What if she doesn't? Then what? I mean, she can do what she wants. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop her. But I mean, we're gonna have a lots of dogs at home anyway. So how many? At least three to four. At least three to four. I'm gonna say three. I'll say three. Yeah. I'll say three. It's gonna be. Uh, okay. It's gonna how, be a black how, lab. Okay. It's gonna be a golden retriever, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a white lab. What would it take for the fourth dog to be there? I mean, honestly, we're probably going to find him at or at the cafe. <laughs> He's probably going to come in and we're going to fall in love. What are their names? What are their names? That, that I cannot answer. That's a hard... 
name for the cafe. Name? Oh, uh, I don't know that either. But name I, of the wife. <laughs> I guess I do have a name for you mm-hmm. know for the bathroom signs. Okay. Oh, okay. Good boys and good girls. <laughs> that's good, right? It's cute. Right? Yeah. But so that's where I see myself in ten years. So if anyone wants. Anyone knows how to open up a dog cafe? Steal this idea. Do not. Please don't. Or just at least include me. <laughs> yeah. Throw my name on it. Please include paper. Krishna. He would be devastated. Oh, I just I would love to work with people who love dogs. Yeah. But oh, man. that's where I see myself in 10 years. So if you don't have a dog cafe, then what? Does a wife still happen? Uh, I'll probably go on Ellen. <laughs> you know, I'll probably go with, with you. me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll ask Ellen for the dog cafe. She probably would provide that too. So Ellen, if you're think, listening, I don't think she would provide a dog cafe. <laughs> you never know what you know. She does everything. That so. is true. No. So Ellen, if you're listening, dog cafe halftime speech. She's not. <laughs> so actually, a really good idea. How about okay? Far as far as like uh, maybe like career wise. Career wise, I think whatever I do, I want. To be able to be a mentor in some way. Yes. I think I feel yes. right now, even I'm only 22, but I feel an obligation for me to teach whatever mm-hmm. or at least help anyone else younger than me yeah. uh, teach them what I know mm-hmm. or what I don't. And when I, for me right now, how that applies is basketball. Right, right, so right. So if a younger kid asks for some help, I feel obligated to help them. Yeah. And not out of way of. And that happens too with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's cool though. I like it, yeah. and it's not out of like pity or it's not out of anything. It's just that yeah. I want younger generations to be better than I was. Yeah. So, um, I think whatever I do in the future, I want there to be a mentor, mentee. Yeah. I think the best way to learn is from learning from other people's mistakes. I think that's oh, like yeah. one of the fastest ways to learn. So. Yeah. I don't know what specifically, but something with. Well, I can actually see myself coaching. Okay. Maybe that's my mentor-mentee relationship, uh, but I think that'll be a side hobby, and yeah, I'll be doing yeah. something more, maybe business full-time. Yeah. Like a dog cafe. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what that is, and we'll see. I would love it if you were a coach. I would go to every game. No, you wouldn't. I would. I would. You, you know talk. I would. Don't even. You know I would. I would. I don't know about And that. then I'd tell everyone, hey, listen to the halftime speech during the actual halftime speech. I think that's a, you know, I just <laughs> want to no. end the episode right there. But that was a Krishna joke. That's something he you that, would that's do. That's not something I would say. Totally is. Well, I think we should end on a kind of a high note, right? I mean, this was a kind of a high note. It but was. What, do you have another question? So what is something that you would say you love about yourself? If I had to answer that, I would say that I'm pretty thoughtful when it comes to understanding other people's emotions and their feelings mm-hmm. and try to empathize with people if they're going through a tough time because mm-hmm. I think we've all been there through tough times so I try to see it through that perspective I always try to find the good in people so mm-hmm. I try to bring that out of them as well and show them maybe what they're good at uh, from my from my eyes just valuing relationships because at the end of the day when you die as dark as it sounds <laughs> thing you remember the most are the people that you've met What's really important is about who's in your life. It's not about necessarily all the other tangible stuff. Yeah. So. Well, 
Unfortunately, we are out of time. Dude, you have to answer this. So, oh man, I should have been thinking while you were saying it. But if I had to think something that I love about myself, so so for me, it would be I choose not to base my relationship or friendship off of something that I might know from their past, which is kind of I think in the similar spectrum of what you were saying. So, for example, if someone was really like annoying, like everyone thought they were annoying, it's so like, ugh, you know, I just be like, well, maybe, but it hasn't annoyed me. So, who are you talking about? There's this guy. His name starts with a K. His last name starts with a K. It rhymes with Vishna. I hate you. <laughs> and I actually think on that note, that's a. Uh... It's a good stopping place, and I think that's a great way to end the episode. Mm-hmm. But like we said earlier in the episode, we do have a couple of announcements, and they yes. are pretty big announcements. Yeah. So, Mingu? So, like I mentioned before, we had a lot of really good feedback from people, whether it was just encouragement or advice on what we can do better or how they actually want to be a part of this thing. So, we would love to introduce to you guys the newest addition to our team some of you guys might know him most of you guys probably don't (laughs) i'm just kidding whatever um but anyways his name is well i don't know you can introduce yourself because i don't know you have two names right 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 oh right right (laughs) all right guys what's up my name is tejan but uh all my friends family uh they call me tj wow it's really different with the mic on and the that's it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's different, right? Yeah. So, what I'll be doing, mm-hmm. my official title... Well, how about this? Okay. Um, can we ask why you wanted to reach out and say, hey, I want to be a part of this? Right, right. Well, when you think about it, you, like, take two guys, mm-hmm. and they come together, and they want to create a platform to help others. Right. Um... And I really resonated with that because I think I'm all about empowering and encouraging others to be the best that they can be. And for you guys to create something like that, I was like, man, I really want to be on board. I really want to also help others Mm -hmm. and whatever I can do. Um, So that's why I joined. That's a really good answer. I like that. Yeah, that's what you said during our interview, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're applying for the position of intern. Yeah, I had to send in my resume and... (laughs) Shook hands and everything. <laughs> yeah, you had a really good interview. Thanks. <laughs> I started as an intern for the day, but... But in one day, he made his way to the top as creative director, <laughs> which is his official title for this podcast. Uh, TJ has a lot to offer, and he's a good guy. He's a, just a good person at heart, which is, I think, something, like you said, that really resonated with us, something we connected over the past years that we've been friends Man, there were a lot of times where we pissed each other off, wow. uh, annoyed each other. Wow. But, um, <laughs> too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> way too many. But yeah, here we are now. You have any yeah, nice I... things to say about TJ? Probably not, but come on. <laughs> Just one thing. No, I'm mean, very excited to have TJ. You know, he has, his skill set um, is a lot different from Mingu and mine and already we're seeing especially on the social media side and from the digital side that there are things that he's doing that we wouldn't be able to do and we definitely needed a third person and we love the fact that he reached out to us 
and that he was and that's the only type of people that we really want here because this isn't about us so we love that and i'm glad that you're here for the people i love it yeah i'm really excited you don't sound excited at all yeah i'm really excited <laughs> are you yeah what the hell <laughs> you said you were excited in the beginning what was that i'm excited okay okay you know we're excited too i think um you know eventually we're gonna have tj's own episode too so you guys can find out a little yeah <laughs> you didn't know that right but so that you guys can kind of see more of uh, in depth of who he is because we want to you know obviously have the whole team and introduce to you guys who we all are and he has a lot to offer as well as far as his like life story that so that'll be really that'll be cool for you guys to take a listen to but other than that we will be having our first guest on the show next week so and you guys aren't going to want to miss out because yeah. it's honestly probably my favorite conversation that we've had so far sorry mango <laughs> but like i think you can get a lot from this uh episode next week so stay tuned and she's so beautiful Sometimes I want to close Shut my up. eyes. She's exactly what I need. That's the hint for the yeah, next guest. <laughs> and I think on that note, Mingu. Yeah, and also feel free to reach out to us or just check us out on Instagram. And, and please make sure to subscribe if you want and leave a review. And also, if you want to check us out, we are on Instagram. We are also on iTunes and Google Play, um, SoundCloud, and Stitcher as well. So any form of technology you have, you don't have an excuse. We know how many people are listening to us and everything. <laughs> we know that you're not. Kidding. So we'll know if you're listening to us or not. So make sure and leave a review, please. That actually does help a lot, like we said. But other than that, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Bye.